welcome back, everybody. Ears up in depth. Jeremy, Jason, we are here to bring you the best in Disney news for the week. Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm great. And you know what's awesome? Your audio sounds perfect right now. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate like, that. You're like the velvet fog. Oh, in my, ear. my God. Well, so let's keep that going. Thanks. Uh, yes, we've been having audio problems. I was hoping Jeremy would bring it up because now I have to talk about it and no one wants to hear that. No, they don't care. No, no one cares. All right, we'll look. Uh, if you care, maybe I'll leave it in the YouTube. Although maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I just don't care. Thanks, Jeremy. It's okay. Um, anyway, we have a lot of good news for you because there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Disneyland. Finally, finally, there's Disneyland stuff to talk about, like actual, but then it's not really <laughs> It's just, I don't know. It, it's a whole mess. Should I just start? Should I just start with the Disneyland news? Yeah, go into it. Right. Let's hear what's happening out there. Cause also I need someone to explain it to me because I saw it and I'm like, I don't, someone said, Oh, what do you think about Disneyland? And I said, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. Because <laughs> I can't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's it sounds cooler than it actually really is, which sort of like happens, I think, with okay. Disneyland stuff. But uh, well, let's get into it. Disneyland has a lot of flaws. Jeremy, you and I were talking about this before the show. It's expensive. It's pricey, which is the same thing. It's crowded. It's outdated. I could go on and on. It's crowded. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's outdated. It needs updating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it needs a refresh. It's old. Uh, for years, though, one flaw has been talked about ad nauseum, and that's Disneyland's inability to really expand. Nestled in between the five freeway, hotel row, and residential buildings, which is uh, two fancy words for houses, it was always seen as a park with big dreams and nowhere to put them. Then Star Wars Land came, and at the expense of several backstage buildings, and suddenly nothing behind the carefully crafted walls of the park was safe. Last week, it was announced that the Disneyland Resort was once again looking to transform its grounds, pushing into areas of downtown Disney, more backstage area, and pretty much wherever else they wanted to. It's less of a new project and more of an updation, uh, updation, more of an updating of their current permits, allowing them to build in the areas covered by the new announcement. So um, you recall, you know, a couple years ago, Disney announced plans to build a hotel. They planned to build some expansions and stuff. It was like 2017. They got these permits approved, and then yes. they canceled the job for one thing or another. So those permits apparently are still there. They're, they still exist. So the project that they announced is just an update to those existing permits, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Disneyland Forward is the name of this expansion initiative, and for all its fanfare, there really isn't too much set in stone as of yet. The overall concept art looks cool and shows us where the new park spaces will be, but nothing about what's going to be in them. So imagine you're looking down at the resort, like on Google Maps or whatever. Disneyland's at the top and DCA is on the bottom where it belongs. Paradise Pier... Uh, the, the Paradise Pier uh, Hotel or whatever, right, is near the bottom left. Disneyland Hotel is above that. All that space around those hotels is what's going to be transformed into some kind of attraction space, mixed-use space, more shopping, rides, both maybe. Who really knows? It also looks like a small chunk of downtown Disney will be retouched in the concept art that has been released. The section where the AMC Theater is, the ESPN Zone, Earl of Sandwich, all that space is now gone in these uh, concept arts marked for removal. So that'll be interesting. All that all that area is going to be just something. We don't really know. 
Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, but Jason, there's art, so they they have to know what they're going to put there. You're just being negative that Disney just doesn't really know what they're doing. I mean, that might be true. But from what it seems to me, this is copy and paste artwork from other parks. You have the Moana artwork from Epcot in there. Treasure Cove from Shanghai Disney is in that artwork. It's all just artwork so they can get through this first round of like permitting adjustment, which won't even get submitted until 2023 to the city of Anaheim. To make things even more confusing, Disney launched a website called DisneyForward.com, which so you can Disney go Forward? Disney uh, Disneyland Forward, excuse uh. me. Yeah, DisneylandForward.com. I mistyped that. Uh, so you can go to DisneylandForward.com and check all this stuff out. It's a slick website, but there's there's really no information. There's a lot of uh, pats on the back uh, for the Disney team, for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of communication, and, and I really what I don't like about the way Disney communicates is that they sort of put the business aspects of their decisions up front with a real focus on what they're doing for you. Ken Potrock, president of Disneyland, issued a statement, and I know he's the president of Disneyland Resort, but I like saying president of Disneyland. It's a cooler title, so, you know, please don't at me. Uh, issued a statement announcing the new Disneyland Forward initiative, but the tone is a little funky. Here are some choice selections from his brief letter. Quote, as we navigate our shared COVID-19 recovery, we again are looking at ways to pair robust leadership with bold ideas to ensure the Anaheim Resort area stays vibrant for generations to come. <laughs> I just... Well, the letter went to whom? Where is the letter? It went to uh, the people of Anaheim. It was like an open letter to like the, oh, the Anaheim City Council maybe or something. The community of Anaheim uh, is what it was. This yeah. isn't like when you go to Disneyland forward.com what it says no right no this is like his like <laughs> it's very strange i know i think so too and it's like and so maybe it makes a little more sense to to say a robust leadership and you're sort of like selling things to the community planners and you really want to get the community behind you but i don't know if you can it's like calling yourself cool right <laughs> like i do you're not cool if you have to tell yourself you're cool Right. And so, like, I don't know if you calling yourself that you, you telling yourself telling people that you have robust leadership is not I don't know. I feel like that's a, a title some other people bestow upon you. And I just I it just weird. It's just weird. It's a weird. No, it's weird. Right. Like it. You all. It's like there is no humility at Disneyland. Correct. Everything is big. And brush. and wouldn't it be nice to be like or even just say like. The robust leadership we aspire to, <laughs> right? Or you no, know, like just not like, like obviously our demonstrated robust leadership. Clearly, <laughs> like okay, it is a little yeah. It's it's weird. Here's another one: the economic and human toll on Anaheim, our cast members, and the region as a whole has been monumental, forcing the city and residents to make difficult economic choices to make ends meet. So you mentioned the economy twice. And and you mention it before the human toll. And it's, again, can you just pretend that you care about people? Like, that's what Disneyland is supposed to represent. They're supposed to represent families, and you're supposed to care about your community. If that's the tone that you want to take with this, then put that first. Don't mention the economy before the amount of people that die. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem very disney and I know that they have two faces because it's a corporation, it's a business, and so people talk, and I understand all that. But I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you head to the Disneyland Forward site, it gets a little weirder. So under under projects on the site, um, there's like two sentences. The first one is this. We want to bring more Disney investment to Anaheim. 
However, this simply isn't possible under current inflexible planning restrictions unless we remove and replace treasured rides and attractions in our parks today. So at first I was like, wow, you're just sort of like backhanding the uh, the city council of Anaheim trying to like, uh, you know, that they won't let you expand or whatever. And this is sort of like a push to get the the um, the residents of Anaheim behind your initiative to expand the parks. But, you know, the, the more I sort of like read about it, it Disney sort of stuck even in that zoning area that they already have approved, right, for the, the new hotels that aren't going to happen or whatever. It's already zoned for hotels. So what they want to do is they're putting this plan together and then pitch it to the city council to rezone that as a mixed use so they can do whatever they want with it. It's just a little more robust. It's not just, oh, here's a hotel. You have to put a hotel. You can't put an attraction here. They want to open that up. And so, uh, you know, learning about that now, it doesn't seem as funky, but if you, if I didn't know that before and I was talking about this on the, the Tiki Room show on Sunday, it was like, it just sounds gross. It just sounds like you're attacking the city council for not being behind you, not letting you do whatever you want to do. It, it's just, I don't know, man. It was yeah, weird. Well, I mean, I think, look, you have to abide by zoning laws. They obviously yeah. want them to change. He's making the case to change them. That doesn't seem, it just seems like what he should do. That seems normal. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I don't know anything about zoning law. So like, I didn't even think about that. It just, I was just looking at the text, which is sort of what I mean about the way the Disneyland company or the Disney company communicates. It's just fumbly. I don't know. I don't yeah. think well, I, that's why I, I was like, where is this text? Is it, it's on the, know, if it's, if it's on Disneyland forward, who is it addressed yeah. to? Like, what's the audience? Cause to me, it sounds like this to me sounds like it's addressed to, stakeholders not this isn't addressed to annual pass holders it's addressed to anaheim city stakeholders Mm -hmm. that's who it sounds like he's talking to yeah and even then i think it's a little too aggressive i just i feel like the you know if you're trying to if you're trying to make your pitch you don't need to start with saying oh well we can't do anything unless we scrape away the old rides and replace them but everyone loves those old rides right so we can't do that so we're sort of stuck so then we figured out how to do this. Like, wh- I, I don't understand why, like, the Eeyore tone has to come in first. It, you know what I mean? I don't know. Make it a little more light and lively. Um, it's funny because if, if you go on the Disneyland Forward site, down at the bottom, it asks you if you want to, like, sign up to learn more. So I did because, you know, why not? And then when you're, like, filling out this form, it says uh, it gives you three checkboxes. And one's like, I support the Disneyland Forward initiative. I want to publicly list my name as a supporter for the Disneyland Ford. And like they're, they're generating, they're trying to generate like public, you know, support over the thing. Of course, it's going to happen um, that, that guests want to, you know, see the park expansion. I think it's more of the residents in the areas because, you know, if you're, if you're going to like scrape away the Paradise Pier hotel, you know, parking and you're going to put, you know, for all intents and purposes, a berm, right? Just some sort of barrier around and you're going to have, a park there operating at night or something operating later than usual, then later than a parking lot, people are, you're probably going to get some pushback on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's going to be pushback. I just, I'm, I'm still, and we can, we don't have to debate the tone of it all night. I'm still thinking he's doing what he needs to do. He's marshalling support of the community to get the changes he wants done. Like yeah. it sounds, that just sounds like he's doing what he's reasonably, reasonably needs to do. And quite honestly, it is an inevitability that it's going to happen because they had these plans and they didn't happen. So I think <laughs> well, that's true. It's not inevitable that it will happen. So yeah, all right, that's fine. Look, I, I've been wrong too before, so I understand what you're going through right now. 
Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, to be clear, this is not a new park so much as it's a bunch of ideas that are thrown together. We don't really know. Uh, but right now, it's an updating, it's an update progress, or it's a process of updating existing permitting to qualify for rezoning to then do, then they have a little more, uh, you know, flexibility. So the artwork on there, and there's a section on the site where it's like, oh, it could be Toy Story Land. It could be a Peter Pan thing like they have in Tokyo or whatever. It could be this. It could be that. So, but the, the, the all the could be's are things that are already existing in other parks. So, um, you know, take that with a grain of salt. They're just saying this is, we, we, we don't know. And they're, they're planning to do this over like decades. So it'll be a slow rollout if it happens. And we won't know what's going in there for years. Right. Yeah. I get it. Is that cleared up a little bit? Do you kind of know a little bit more about what's going on? Yeah. Disneyland, which is, it was Disney World. Perfect. I got it. Yeah. You don't, you're not big. <laughs> okay. You're small. It sucks. It's fine. You want to be bigger. It is funny because that if, if Star Wars Land hadn't happened, I don't think that they could be doing this, right? Because they, they realize that they can get along without some of these backstage lots or yeah. these backstage buildings, you know, shipping, uh, you know, some WDI buildings off site. It's like, no, I, I feel like those kind of things would have been unimaginable five years ago, 10 years ago, but everything right. seems fine. So now it's like, well, okay, let's just ship everyone out. Let's get some more office space going and uh, let's, yeah. you know, put in another hot dog cart. I mean, it is sort of, you have to wonder how far can they reasonably push? I mean, it's never, it's never going to be the size of two Manhattans. You know, it's never going to yeah. be a Disney world scale place. But one of the selling points you often hear Disneylanders point to is it's quaint, it's easy, it's small, it's cute, it's lovely. And if you continue mm. to, like, how far can you go before it starts to lose those characteristics? Yeah, I mean, looking at that artwork, it's it's like, you know, a big fat rectangle, <laughs> like green, just plopped right down. Mm. And it's wrapping the hotels, it's wrapping uh, Paradise Pier, it's wrapping Disneyland Hotel Um and, you know, what sort of like immersion, you know, are you going to get? Is it going to be like the – because Disneyland Paris has that, right? You're saying that on one of the shows that you can stay at a hotel that's on property, yeah. like in the park basically. I mean it's – I guess it's like California Grand yeah. or Grand California. Yeah. I will never get that right. I will never right. say that name of that hotel and know for a fact I've said it right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean I think you're right. It, it, I think it will lose some charm but – we're also overly concerned and angry and upset and rightfully so about um, about capacity, park capacity all the time in the in, in Disneyland. It's always crowded. So hopefully they won't, you know, let too many people through and expand this thing too much. And you know, maybe there's a little more room like, oh, if Disneyland's too crowded, let's go to the Toy Story Park or the Moana Village or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, no information other than permits okay yeah because yeah. you had a lot of people on twitter saying oh the third gate's finally been announced it doesn't quite seem like that's what this is no i don't think so i well i mean so when people say third gate do they mean third park i think they mean another park yeah it's well i don't know i mean i don't think they're calling it a third park i think they're just it's just an expansion of whatever and maybe they can't call it another park because of the permitting because it's already existing to expand, it's, it's maybe it's listed as an expansion of Disneyland of the Disneyland Resort rather than right. here's a separate park altogether. But who knows? Right. Maybe in 2023 when they submit these plans to the Anaheim City Council, maybe that'll be a totally different tone. Right. Yeah. Well, in related news, do you like the movie Enchanted? 
I've never seen it. Oh, God. It feels like we switched seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. Well, the Disney 2007 self-parody also paid homage to the legacy of Disney fairy tales. Enchanted was a huge hit with fans, including yours truly. I loved it. Um, It featured a charming story told in both live action and traditional animation and boasted a formidable cast, including Susan Sarandon, Amy Adams, McSteamy, Patrick Dempsey, uh, McDreamy. (laughs) I don't know what that means. James Marston, and of course, that uh, musical phenomenon known as Adina Menzel. And it told the story of an animated princess sent to the real world of modern-day New York City by her evil queen stepmother where she falls in love with a human. Um, The film in its initial release earned just shy of $128 million domestically, which is not bad. Um, As of 2020, it holds an overall positive rating of 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, also not bad. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three out of four stars, describing it as, quote, a heartwarming musical comedy that skips lightly and sprightly from the lily pads of hope to the manhole covers of actuality. Shut up, man. Yes. He's a words. He was. He's a wordsmith. Um, yeah. Well, the popular film is getting a second act to air exclusively on Disney Plus. Are you excited about that? Oh, I'm so excited Prospect? about that. Yes. I w- I'm going to urge you to watch uh, the original. I don't want you to be lost when the new one comes out. No, no, I'll be right there. Until recently, only Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams had signed on for the sequel, but it was announced last week that now James Marsden and Adina Menzel have also signed on to reprise their roles. The sequel will be titled Disenchanted. God, I hope it's just like a bunch of like battle raps where they just had to diss each other. Oh, dad, diss. <laughs> <laughs> You coming at me uh, with that fluffy dress? Better get on, or I'll make it a mess. I don't know. Oh, that's good. Thanks, man. That's right off the dome. Why don't you do that in the tiki room? What? Just battle rap? Yeah, battle rap Disney stories. Okay. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to go up against you. I'm not that quick on my feet. Perfect. I would win every time. Everything has to be written down for me. I have no <laughs> ability to maneuver on my toes. Uh, reportedly, the story revisits the cast 10 years later with Giselle, the you know our uh, heroine of the movie, questioning her happily ever after. Uh, apparently, McSteamy's not always cracked up to be. Uh, and accidentally triggering events that make everyone's lives turn upside down in both the real world of New York City and the animated kingdom of Andalasia. There's been talk of a sequel of the film dating back as far as 2010 with composer Alan Menken stating in an interview in 2011 that he had heard things but that he didn't know how much the studio was planning. Actor James Marsden, the same year who portrayed Prince Edward in the original, was quoted uh, when asked about the sequel saying, I don't know, but I think the clock is ticking on that one with him and Amy Adams not getting any younger for those roles. Um, it is assumed that composer Alan Menken will be invited to score the soundtrack to the sequel. Disney fans know Menken not only from his work on the original Enchanted, but also as the genius behind the music of some of some other Disney classics like these. Number one. <laughs>
gets greener in somebody else's lake. Bravo and brava. Do you know what movies those are from? I do know the um, Under the Sea is from The Littlest Mermaid. Okay. And nothing else. The first one is Prince Ali, which Aladdin? is from Aladdin. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I guess the title didn't give that one away. Um, Ooh, the last Ali. one is The Bells of Notre Dame. From the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, three Alan Menken hits. Um, you know, he was obviously uh, really influential in the Disney um, renaissance, which was kicked off by The Little Mermaid, which he um, he did the music and um, Howard Ashman did the lyrics. They were quite the dynamic duo back in the day. Uh, now, we don't know if Adina Menzel will get the chance to sing Oh. In the sequel of the movie. You're really bummed out about that. Well, she didn't sing in the original. Um, she might stick to acting for this one. But for those of you not familiar with Adina Menzel's prior work, here is a taste of her vocal talents, number two. Why are you doing this? through what i did I told you to play the whole uh, did it play the whole thing yeah oh good okay sorry about that yeah the last one sounded too good for the what i thought was in the last one. how dare you how dare you assume that i wouldn't fulfill my audio duties <laughs> she really uh popped the vocal cord every now and then doesn't she jeez and i mean she she can't care i mean she clearly doesn't care because i feel like you would do that once and you'd be like oh my god People would just be she, fed up with it. She did it multiple times, clearly. Yeah, I edited some out. I was How, like, yeah, I don't want this to go on too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I love a good Adina Menzel high note compilation. Yeah, me too. Uh, so we don't think, I mean, obviously she won't be singing, although who knows, Disney, because this movie tends to parody Disney. They It's like self-parody, so they may have her singing in it, uh, reprising her role as Elsa. I hope not. Oh, that'd be great. So, anyway, Disney Plus, Disenchanted, after, what, 14 years, returns to the screen. That's what's happening there. Oh, I love it. Uh, Jeremy, now's the time in the show where we hear from our good friend, Mr. Sean O'Sullivan from the 21st Amendment Brewing Company. Sean, take it away, please. <clears throat> Heller High Watermelon Wheat has a, been a longtime favorite in the stable of 21st Amendment beers. Now, Heller High Pomegranate is their latest offering as part of their new Heller High line of beers. I love beer. This California Bay Area brewery has done it again, creating a fun and refreshing beer which pairs well with the season. Heller High Pomegranate is made with real fruit and is sweet and slightly tart. It's a perfect beer to enjoy during this time of year as the days are short 
although they're getting longer because it is now almost April and can brighten up any rainy or wintry or spring day. Behind all of that soft and elevated elegant pomegranate flavor and aroma is a wonderful wheat beer which is biscuity light bready notes and at a mere 4.9 el- alcohol by volume is quite enjoyable heller high pomegranate is available across the country where 21st amendment beer is sold and it comes in cans what's that yeah cans <laughs> very good sean You're welcome. I did text him for, uh, I did text you, Sean, for some new copy because I realize, uh, you know, things are are increasingly growing warmer and I think pomegranate is making way for just hell or high watermelon again. Is that right, Sean? That's true. I think we might be bringing in something else to change the seasons. (laughs) Sounds very good. Uh, All right. Why don't you go ahead and and get out of here. Go back to work. Tell Ryan I said hi and uh, I'll talk to you later. He's, He's rowing. He's rowing. <laughs> it's a baritone Forrest Gump now. He just keeps rowing. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, welcome back, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he just good. I love his readings. He's very um, good. Yeah. It'll be nice for him to. Uh, he should do voiceovers or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jeremy, I'm going to do a story about your neck of the woods, Walt Disney World. Wow. Because I read some news and it's, uh, you know, it's a little, I don't know how I feel about it, like most things. Um, over in Walt Disney World, guests are being invited to test out some brand new technology for the Disney parks, facial recognition software. Between now and April 23rd, visitors can opt in to the facial recognition program by simply queuing up for the test at the front gate. Cameras take your photo and assign a number to it, and that number is then tied to your magic band. So presumably, you won't have to scan your magic band to get into you know that park or other parks or whatever. That's kind of the information I have. I looked everywhere. It's been going on for like six <laughs> days now. I've looked everywhere. I went like four pages deep into Google Nobody, I don't, I don't fully understand how else this is being used other than to get back into the park, right? Um, if it's only for entry to the park, then what's the point of the magic bands? I mean, I guess it's just to see if it's just a test, just to see if it works or whatever. Yeah. And that's cool. You don't have to take your mask off. You keep your mask on, but you take your glasses and your hat off. So just by like the shape of your, your giant head, and your eyes, I guess, and your bridge of your nose or whatever, it can determine who you are, gives you a number, bam, tied to your magic band. Although maybe the facial recognition thing doesn't work too well, anyway. I just <laughs> I feel like I feel like what's the point? I mean, it, it, maybe eventually they're gonna have where you don't have to pull out your magic band, maybe they get rid of the magic bands at all, or you you can pay that way. You know, maybe you stand there and you look at this camera and you go, Okay, you've been charged. Instead of doing this, <laughs> I mean, it could be going that way. Um, yeah. I my next story will kind of take us in that direction. But also um, one of the things that they've done away with, and I don't remember if Disneyland had this or not, but it's the biometric readers where you would put your finger down when you scanned your pass. You would also have to simultaneously put your finger and it took your thumbprint. We did finger. not have that. We never I, th- I think I think it was tested maybe in a couple of areas, but. You know, it didn't end up going that way. 
So we have that, and it's to prevent you from just handing your annual pass or whatever pass it is to anybody because they don't want it to be transferable. <clears throat> During COVID, they've all been blocked. You can't, you know, they don't want everybody touching them. Meanwhile, yeah, I'm at Universal but- last week. It's like <laughs> finger on the thing the whole day. Like, <laughs> okay. But Universal is a different animal right now, by the way. Is it really? How was it? Wait, let's talk. Wait, let me finish this real fast. I, I do want to oh, know. Sorry, about it. I yeah. didn't realize you're. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's all right, yes. man. Um, I'm all for making uh, my, my time in line faster, but scanning my face is a hard line for me to cross. Here's the security spiel on their website. Uh, the security, integrity, and confidentiality of your information are extremely important to us. We have implemented technical, administrative, and physical security measures that are designed to protect guest information from unauthorized access, disclosure, use, and modification. Please be aware that despite our best efforts, no security measures are perfect or impenetrable. <laughs> Like, all right, cool. Uh, And the second one, images and the associated unique numbers captured for this technology test will be discarded within 30 days after the test concludes. We will not share the images and unique numbers captured for this test with third parties. Wink, wink is what it says. I don't know why they put that in the bottom there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't like it. I don't trust facial recognition. There's there's a lot of problems with AI with facial recognition in the past. And I I mean, this seems like very much into like a like a closed circuit. You know, so it just doesn't leave the property. It's not like they're, you know, bringing in a, a, another company to do it for them. Sounds like I don't know. Um, I just don't think I care. I don't. I I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I would rather use my magic band. I would rather give you my credit card rather than you scan my face and then I can just wander the park for no reason. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't like it. It creeps me out a little bit. Well. One thing you don't want to be at Disneyland is creeped out. <laughs> so I mean, I can see it sounds like they're 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 definitely like trying to shift from the Magic Band. I mean, don't they charge now for them? Because they used to come with your ticket, right? Yes. Yeah. This is a, this is uh, I'm covering this coming up, but they oh yeah, okay they great are moving away from it. Sure. Hmm. All right. Uh, tell me about Universal real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is going on over there? Oh, gosh. I can't wait. Man, I, I should have bought you a GoPro and strapped it to your chest and just <laughs> recorded the entire day. Well, here's Most the, of so the here, day. I mean, we've got two things going on. And I don't know if we planned for my Universal Islands, of my Universal thing, but we're just going to call it chat for a bit. We've got Universal Studios, which is the old, the original, and then there's Islands of Adventure. Mm-hmm. Islands of Adventure is far better. Universal, I don't know what that is. It's terrible. Um, it's just no theming. There's not even a tree. It's just no. hot and pavement and wall-to-wall people. Yeah, it's like Epcot. No one is complying with masks. Really? Really? I mean, they're wearing them, but it's, yeah. all, it's, it's like, hey, I'm going to go get me a soda. Like, there's, I don't know like what's the, happening. The nose is hanging out and the, wow. The nose is hanging out, talking over it. They don't. There's no like um, respect for the markers on the ground in the queue. People are just like up your butt the whole way. It's just there are some really good attractions mm-hmm. that literally had me screaming in in fear. The skull I- Kong, Kong Skull Island, whatever. I was yeah. absolutely terrified. Beyond really, oh my uh, god! Like like clinging to my friend, backing up. I, I was like, <laughs> this is insane. I love it. So real. Cool. Harry Potter World. Yes. Absolutely blew I knew my it. whole mind. Yes, and I I knew it. And we've been talking about that 
you going there forever, and I'm so glad you finally went. Did you go on the ride? I went on two of the rides. I went on the one where you're flying on a broom. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? So beyond. It's probably the best attraction I've ever ridden in my life. Yeah, I same. I had the same feeling. Um, and then there's another one called Escape from Gring, Gringetts. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Yes. Not the you know I could take it or leave it, but very, very good. It's cool. Um, <laughs> to do their fast pass is three hundred dollars per person a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't they know are- if that's weighted because it's like spring break time and the crowd uh, is packed. Yeah, <laughs> but the difference is there's no limit. So it's not like Disney World where when – Disney World, first of all, doesn't have any sort of fast pass happening right now at all. It's turned off. But even when Disney World's running it, you get three a day and then until you use your three, then you can get another one. This is just completely unlimited. You pay the amount. You walk to the front of every line. Wow. Um, but that was it. That, so it's just a little bit of a doozy. I was there with people who are, you know, casual theme park fans anyway. They, they, they like Universal. But like half the time they didn't know which ride was at Disney, which ride was at Universal, you know, that – and then we got to Epcot the second day, and my friends were like, whoa, Disney during COVID is way better hmm. than Universal. I mean, they were like, everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's following the rules. There's, there's hardly any people here. Like, it was like Disney's got COVID figured out. Universal is a hot, hot mess. <laughs> so, and then <laughs> I sat know. down and watched Harry Potter. You watched it. Because I liked the land so much. Yeah. And what did you think? I got halfway through the movie and I was like, guess I just like the land because this movie sucks. I told you the first one is for preteens, man. It's not. It's tough. It's really it is tough because number one, child actors are never really very good. I mean, those kids did a good job in that movie, but also. Yeah. Not really. Sometimes like you're just more in awe of like how everything looks and. The the cool part about yeah. like Diagon Alley and Universal looks m- movie ready. It looks it looks like a part of a set. It's beautiful. It looks great. It is identical yeah. to the movie. Yeah, but I mean, if you ever want to, you should try to just maybe move on to some of the other movies where because they're sort of like the books where like as the kids' ages progress in the books, the movie sort of ramps up. It's, you know, content and it's action and it's, you know, I want to say gore, okay. but it's darker themes. Yeah. Got it. So okay. like the last Tell one where he's like 18 or whatever, it's like pretty dark. Like people die and shit like that. Stuff oh, like okay. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just kind of like, hmm. <clears throat> I, the first I, one's I bad. Tell for, it's if not I'm bad. watching a movie, if yeah. I don't like it, is I know if I'm sitting there thinking, what else could I be doing or just staring <laughs> at the things on my shelf? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is capturing me. No. The first one's tough, man, but keep going. You might like it. All right, I'll think about it. All right. Um, well, is that your story? Did I hijack you too much? Nope, or that's I, good. Can I continue? Continue. Um, well, obviously, you know about some of the facial recognition software that's coming to Disney World. And you obviously, from your exposition, know about magic bands. Yes. And um, I always wear one. And you don't need a magic band at Disney World. You can use your card. Um they debuted at Walt Disney World in around 2014 as part of the implementation of the My Magic Plus initiative. Disney set a goal years ago to reduce what they called friction in their parks experience. Friction is described as anything that kind of slows you down is annoying, cumbersome. You've got a room key. You've got a wallet. You've got a park pass. You've got your credit card. you got all this stuff. 
Disney introduced the magic band to solve these problems. The magic band attaches to your wrist and links to your pass, links to a credit card, serves as your room key, holds your fast pass reservations. If you get your picture taken, you tap your magic band on the little device the, the photographer has. The picture's on your app in under five minutes. It's a delight. Nice. The possibilities of the magic band don't end there. The RFID chip inside means Disney could locate a lost child wearing a magic band because it's, it's uh, got location. Uh, further enhancements to attractions means the attractions know when you're on them and where you are so that when you leave Small World, your name digitally appears on the postcards as you're leaving. Or if you're dining at the Be Our Guest restaurant, you order your food at the counter and the food magically finds its way to your table because you're wearing your magic band. When the hitchhiking ghosts appear to you, appear next to you on the haunted mansion, sometimes they might be reading a newspaper. The headline on the newspaper will often be related to the town you come from because your zip code is attached to your account, which is attached to your magic band. I don't think the I like possibilities that. are astounding. I don't think I like it. I don't like I, it. I absolutely love every second of it. Hmm. The problem is the magic band itself. Disney has to send out the magic band prior to your trip. Alternatively, they can be purchased when you're there or you could get them at the hotel. They eventually die because they have a limited lifespan that powers that little uh, RFID chip, although it does take years. Um, It's just not the best solution, especially given that most of us are walking around already with digital devices. And many of us Apple users in particular have these Apple watches that do everything from measure our steps and our heart rates to tell us when our planes are boarding and can sense if we've fallen and we need assistance. Surely these wondrous devices can perform the tasks of a magic band. Enter what debuted today, which is Mobile Magic. This enhancement to the My Disney Experience app for your mobile device and your Apple Watch enables these devices to know uh, or to act in place of the credit card style tickets and magic bands. Uh, You can simply tap your phone or your Apple Watch to the Mickey-shaped reader and you're in the park. It's so wonderful. Guests don't even need to wake up their phones or open the app. Um, It just works. Hmm. The same goes for tapping to unlock your door in your hotel. The app now features a digital park pass that can be customized from various options, including a cool new Epcot-themed digital pass that I'm dying to use. Um, If you like your Magic Bands from yesteryear, uh, I believe they'll still work until the battery runs out, and I believe Disney's going to continue to sell them. Um, They will work uh, together. It doesn't cancel it out. Um, this is just a new addition. So hmm. uh, Magic Mobile app, now at Disney, and you can just walk in. Because I often feel like I, I drive up, right? Yeah. And I've got the I've got a watch, and then I've got this band <laughs> also on my wrist. I'm like, yeah. I look like, you know, I look like Joe Rohde with all this crap. <laughs> I me like shackles. That's right. So it is nice to think that now my Apple Watch can just do what I need it to do and I don't have to have the magic band on. Hmm. So, But doesn't that, that make you sad? I mean, I don't know. A little sad. I literally, like a month ago, bought a custom Illuminations Reflections of Earth right. custom magic band from the little shop. Right. 
but I can still, it's not going away. It's yeah. just, this is a new option. I mean, I think in the long run, you know, they're not sending them for the free ones out anymore. That's over. Yeah. Uh, but you can still buy them and they will still continue to work. Are you going to bring it in case your Apple watch dies? I mean, I'm always going to wear my magic band. <laughs> <laughs> so you're excited about the new technology that you're not going to use. I mean, there may be a day where it's like, ugh, I don't feel like having this on. Or maybe uh-huh. it's like I'm just driving and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go over to Epcot, whatever. And then I'll just, I don't, so you don't have, have to go to home. home and get my magic band. No, I gotcha. Okay. You know when I mean? Taryn and I went, we um, I had the thing like looped, like done around my like waistband or I think I just kept it in my pocket, the magic band. Because for me, I don't know, it's hot. I don't like restrictive stuff on my wrists. I don't wear a watch, so I'm not comfortable with it. I just never really, so I just took them off. I didn't even, you feel like you pull them out of your pocket and you beep it on the thing instead of, I don't know, it's weird. You pulled it out of your pocket and beeped it on the thing? Yeah, instead of having it on your wrist? Yeah. Or maybe we had it in the fanny packs back then. I can't remember now. I don't know if it was pre or post fanny pack. I guess to each his own, Um, but you'll still be able to use your key to the, uh what is it called key to the magic card like you can still get those at the front desk also if you don't like oh, for your hotel room Apple watch and you don't want to do the magic band and you don't want to use your phone you can still use your, your card yeah at the front desk well that's so. good i like the cards man because you put them like in like the far back of your wallet so then you just pull your wallet and you hold your wallet up to the door you ever do that trick mm. that's a good trick yeah i've never done that one hmm well, Jeremy, uh, for my last news story, it's not really a news story, but you're a you're a technology guy. Have you heard of NFTs? Oh, it's a nutrient film technique. Now that <laughs> is how they grow lettuce in the land pavilion. <laughs> oh God, um, I'm referring to non fungal tokens, where people can sell uh, digital artwork and uh, pieces of digital um, things. I don't know pictures and. Places in video games and uh, even real life like sports memorabilia via these NFTs. It's uh, over the blockchain. If you're familiar with crypto uh, over the blockchain kind of a thing. Um, So I decided to get in the action. I put up our uh, turkey leg castle design for our shirts as an NFT. So if you're interested in owning the first ever ears up NFT you go to OpenSea.io and search a castle of turkey dreams or ears up or whatever, and uh, you can go and uh, and and purchase this. You can bid on this uh, lovely piece of artwork, and uh, that's it. This is crazy. It's almost like we aren't even speaking the same language. You're saying like NFT, IO, um, seeds, blockchains, turkey leg magic. <laughs> OpenSeas.io or OpenSea. See, open now I forget. OpenSeas.io. I forget now because you've screwed me up. OpenSea. OpenSea. Open Not like seed. C? Like O-P-E-N-S-E-A. Like the ocean. Oh, like the ocean. OpenSea. OpenSea.io. .io, yeah. And then so you can bid on NFTs. Radio.io. <laughs> You, I mean, you can. I don't know what it means, but you can do it. Anyway, there you go. That's uh, something I decided to do. And, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. I was, feeling, I was feeling good for once one day and decided to, uh, to put that up there. We'll see what happens. Because there's somebody, and you all don't know, uh, someone sold artwork on, on there for $69 million. Like people are selling stuff for 500 grand on this weird ass thing. And it's like, you know, brand new technologies and all these tech heads and crypto investors are getting in on it. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Why not? I'll throw, I'll throw this thing out there and see if it, 
If it bites, I'm really selling. I'm a good seller. So you sell a piece of art and yeah. someone sends you $600,000 worth of non-fungal trinkets? <laughs> um, well, they pay in like Ethereum. And then what you, does that mean? It's a cryptocurrency. It's like Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah. Is and that part of the blockchain? That's <laughs> Well, the transaction happens on the blockchain. And so the the blockchain enables you to uh, know for sure where a good comes from. So it's really a a lot of it's used in like shipping and manufacturing, especially things that coming over from China. So like BMW is on the V chain blockchain and they will, you know, put the parts on the ship. You know exactly where it comes from when it gets scanned in so that it didn't, you know, that it's 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 authentic. It's a it's a secure authenticity thing. What a fascinating modern age we live in. I know. Going from uh, getting your food magically delivered to you to then selling artwork. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'd like to pay for this magically delivered food in NFT, please. I mean, you, you could. Would they let me do that? I don't know. <clears throat> Probably not. Actually, PayPal is now going to be accepting like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. So you can, you like, so if you ever paid me or if I ever paid you, uh, or when I pay you, I can pay you in Bitcoin. No, thanks. I don't know where I would take it. Yeah. You need like a Bitcoin wallet or whatever, but yeah, I mean, right. You know, what's $40 worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like point zero 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 zero. Bitcoin's like $55,000. Thanks for putting my ears up salary on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, man, <clears throat> no one knew that it was that, that it was what it was until you confirmed it. <laughs> they thought I was just making up on blast <laughs> look it's no it's no it's no secret we're all poor <laughs> okay it's fine <laughs> anyway uh let's get out of here jeremy i'm done are you done yes all right let's go yeah all right uh thanks a lot for tuning in everybody uh i appreciate it uh there's nothing going on this week i think this is the only thing so uh we'll see you next week we have Actually, I don't even think it's next week. I think it's the week after. We don't even have an Ears Up regular show, I think, until the 8th. So, Easter break? I don't know. Well, we only do two shows a month. It is next week. Oh, you're right. So, uh, the 8th is coming up next week, everybody. And uh, it's a Bev show, I think. I forget the topic, but it should be pretty cool. And, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, until next time, everybody, we'll uh, we'll see you.